So, welcome back, guys. Welcome to the latest episode of It's Your World Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Brown. And like I start every episode off, how are you? You good? No? I hope you feel a lot better, man. And if you are feeling good, keep that positive energy train rolling. I feel like I'm, that was like the lamest thing I could think of to say at that time. But shit, life is up and down, man. You you don't really know what you're going to get. Uh, sort of like Forrest would say. Life is like a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. Um, again, that was like my worst uh, Forrest Gump impression, but that was some real shit. He was a fucking idiot, but he knew what he was talking about in that specific moment in time. Um, but yeah, if y'all hear the dog in the background, that's a neighbor. I don't know why she has to do that. I don't even know why she's outside right now because it's raining. But um, yeah, man, thanks a lot for the reception of last week's episode with uh, Joe Lewis, Joseph Lewis. Um, Flows Andalini on uh, Instagram and Twitter, and then really appreciate the reception. Uh, I felt like that um, that episode is going to be kind of like a turning point because it, it'll give people, um, if they come on the show, to be featured an idea of what I'm trying to do with this project. I mean, it's still growing. Um, I'm still figuring out exactly what the show is going to become, but I'm going with the flow. Like, I mean, you have a plan. Don't, don't get me wrong. I have a plan, but at the same time, it's just like, you want to get to that point where it makes sense to you. And I think that's what a lot of people don't think about when you've been a creative, when you put in a plan together, you have an idea of what you want, but you can fall in love with that idea and then be pissed off that it doesn't turn out the way that you want it to. And I will say the good news is this. I am not hitting that mode right now. <laughs> like I'm not there where it's like, oh, my God, this is not what I wanted. But at the same time, um, it's still growing. But yeah, man, if you are listening to this on Friday afternoon when this drops, make sure you check your boy out at Matilda's 1301 North Sheffield at 8 p.m. tonight. I will be performing. That is Friday, April 20th. Happy 420 for all the smokers out there and all the occasional pieheads who smoke but don't want anyone to know. Um, Yeah, man. It's going to be dope. We got about, I want to say, eight or nine comics that will be there tonight. So check it out. Come by if you want to. If not, when I post pics from this shit, please like it. That's it. All I'm asking for is a like and a comment, maybe. Uh, Preferably something positive. But if not, that's cool. You know, we can get any type of publicity for this or any type of love. You know, you got to take it. Feedback is feedback. Um, But yeah, man, this week on... It's your world podcast. My guest, I have a special guest, another special guest. I'm consistent with this. We had like week 13 or 14 or whatever it is, and every guest has been special. That's consistency, people. Consistency. This guy, D. Jeff, um, I wanted him on the show one because I know the dude. Like, I've known him since we were about. 12 or 13 and it's always been like hey man what's up it's always been cordial what's going on and everything like that um when we saw one another whether it was in passing or even interacting on like social media and stuff like that like it's always been always been cool and when i saw that he was into photography and most importantly like i i really appreciate him for his photography like um 
side, but I was more impressed at the fact that he is proud of what he's doing right now with teaching and things like that. And as he says in this episode, he's teaching in his own neighborhood. And, you know, that's something that you really don't hear a lot of. Um, I really kind of admire him for that aspect of everything because a lot of times we can go to college we can forget about home sometimes or we can just leave you just move away not not necessarily forget you just you know it's just that's what that's where you used to live or that's where you from and he talks a lot about that in this episode about being from the area that he's teaching in talking to the kids that might be experiencing the same things that he's experiencing that he experienced when he was growing up and all that good shit like to have somebody have firsthand knowledge about what you're experiencing as a teenager in that adolescent stage, that's a lot. Now, I'm not like a shrink or nothing like that, but it means a lot to a kid to have someone who can truly identify with what you're going through, who can truly speak to the situations or the issues that you might be bringing to them while they're trying to teach you. And I think teaching is one of the most noble um, responsibilities, occupations, employments, whatever you want to call it, you one can have. You know, um, a lot of times they get overlooked because they talk about the pay for teachers and stuff like that. Now, granted, they do deserve to get paid more, but they are teaching and they're molding the future of our country, or if not in the country, our society. You know, as human beings, these people are the ones who are ushering in the next generation, and for him to go out of his way to say, hey, I want to teach you art. Not only I'm going to teach you art, I'm going to teach you art while you're on the west side of Chicago. Not only am I going to teach you art while you're on the west side of Chicago, but I'm going to help you find beauty in the west side of Chicago. Or if you're in the inner city, anywhere, period, you know, to have someone who is pushing the idea of doing more than just playing sports, doing more than just saying I'm going to be a rapper. Let's find beauty in the shit that you walk past every day. You know, let's find the history and the art and everything that you see going to school. You know, stuff like that and and, an area where, you know, sometimes beauty can be overlooked. And we talk a lot about some really personal things, I felt like, in this episode. You know, he even put me on the spot with a a few questions. I think one of the people that I left out is Andre 3000 on the question that he asked me. And if you listen to this intro, you'll get to that part in the podcast and it all makes sense. I don't know why I just did that. Uh, It's just like I feel like I'm rapping or something. But, yeah, um, I really enjoyed this. Uh, salute to D. Jeff and what he's doing and how he's helping the kids see something that they might not have seen in their environment. Um, I think a lot of times we just take in things when you say you're from like a bad neighborhood and all that stuff, but we don't really not so much appreciate it because you don't really know in the moment sometimes as a kid, you know, as a kid, you probably don't know, like, I need to appreciate this stuff. Um, I feel like he is going to be as a teacher, a mainstay in some of these kids' psyches, you know, because I remember things teachers told me as a kid that stuck on me forever, or just little tips and habits and stuff that I picked up from instructors, you know, that put me in a place to, one, succeed at what they were teaching me, and two, put me in a place to really appreciate where I came from and what I'm doing. That might be the same thing as the first option I said, but hey, I'm just telling you how it is. It's all off the dome. No. But yeah, man, I really thought that 
I didn't know that this episode was going to go the way that it did. Um, we talk a lot about the culture and type of things like that, which is something, you know, that might be the theme for this year's uh, episodes. Um, addressing the idea that our society is based on certain things and dissecting those ideas. Not only dissecting them, but also figuring out how they influence you. Not to the point where um, we have to be victims to it while we are experiencing them. I won't say we're victims to it. I would say that... Um, just to put a positive spin on it, you're experiencing it. Now, granted, there are negatives that we talk about here, you know, just some stuff that we think is normal, you know. And what I say about that, I mean, what I'm saying when I say that is stuff that we talked about, you know, me being from the South Side and then traveling to the West Side to go to school and um, what we met at, at Providence AML and just taking in that environment, that trip from home to the west side or, or just knowing exactly um that you know maybe this is almost like the same place maybe i am experiencing something that will have a lasting effect on me and that goes back to the same stuff that he talks about with his students and everything like that so again make sure you um subscribe and review also on instagram and twitter at babe bro 11 that's b-a-b-e-b-r-o-11 check them out and um yeah enjoy the show here we go I'm just a West Sider. That's real. I'm a West Sider, man. You know. So I made the trek all the way over to the West Side from the South Side to come and sit down with you, bro. Hey, man, South Side comes to the West Side. You know they be saying we beefing, but it's all. Now, right. I really feel like shit. That's something we can talk about. <laughs> I feel like there's a um, it's a disconnect, but at the same time, we all doing this. We just had to everybody doing the same thing. Everybody trying to survive and make it in Chicago. And in a way, I think the South Side and the West Side is what makes Chicago amazing. Man, that's where the culture is at, man. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's where the culture is at. That's where the realness is, man. Like look at look at places like uh, like Hyde Park, man. Just mm-hmm. the black excellence and you know the, the just the black love and unity right. over there. You know what I'm saying? And even coming out west, you know, you look at North Lawndale, it's a it's a little bit more like I guess quote unquote hood. But I mean, there's a unity over here, man. They stick together. There's a closeness and. That's just black people. That's just us, man. We just, you know, like like we we at your neck, but you know, we we gonna be together too. Ain't nobody messing with mine. Hey, man, dude, and that's the that's one of the things that has been a theme for me throughout doing the show lately is the idea of culture okay. and how it's so many different things going on at one time. Yeah. So one somebody's culture might be somebody might be nothing to somebody else. And when we talk about that in the black community, I think that's what makes us great, to be honest, bro. Yeah, man. It's so like there isn't just a one culture. There isn't mm-hmm. just one thing to be black. You know what I'm saying? It's like you got your your, your gothic black people that are, you know, that are real dark and your gamers and you know hey. what I'm saying? You got your uh 
You know, you got your hip hop heads, your sneaker heads. You know what I'm saying? You got you got hip hop heads that sneak and listen to you the know what rock and roll. I mean, you got people that are all things rolled into one. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, like a nigga like me, I grew up. I love Yu Gi Oh and like mm-hmm. Pokemon and. And I also love like video games and like, but I was also your typical hood nigga. I right. played ball. <laughs> I was going to the league. You couldn't tell me different. <laughs> Five foot six. I'm yeah, that was, the that NBA. Was I'm 130 pounds, soaking wet. Jack, you ain't telling me nothing. I'm in the league, ducking on box. That's uh, that's something I'm working on too. Outside of this, is I got a bet that I do is like uh, the hood nigga spectrum. Yeah. You know, the hood nigga spectrum go from, I mean, the blur, the, the nigga spectrum, it goes from hood nigga to blurred. It's like sometimes you can find yourself at one end, at one point in your life, and you move throughout the spectrum at another point. You might be the same. You might be at all the, over your It's like, man, it's like being, it's like Chicago weather, dog. You might get all the spectrums in one day, you know, you All might, four seasons. You know what I'm saying? one day, you might, it might be a situation where a nigga make me be real hood. And it you might got be, to. Yeah, right after that, I might have to go mingle with you, know, put network the, put with the, the white voice. You know what I'm saying? With the Fortune 500. <laughs> Sorry to bother you, son. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That is, uh, that's one of the things that I appreciate about the people I've met throughout my life. And I have experienced, I'm speaking from, like, I'm like, oh, I'm speaking for myself because I only know myself. Well, well. It's like, um, I was a Southside kid and we, we met at Providence St. Mel. Man. And. To travel that way over here to get to school, you'd be like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> it was different, right? It was, it was a cold like, yeah. Damn. But to me, in my eyes, bro, it was like everybody was different on the west side. But I was like, this is just like Eaglewood. This is the same shit. It's the same shit that's happening all over the place. But we have all these different types of people. And we do experience different things. And like you said, you like Yu-Gi-Oh! and all that stuff. It's like, I never got into that. It, but to say that we've been cool where we just had that conversation too whether it was spending a whole lot of time together in school and then you grow throughout your life and just in passing i mean i saw you at a party or something like that we yeah, just, yeah yeah and when you talk about that unity and everything like what does that mean exactly to you um basically what you just said man the fact that like me and you we met 15 years ago plus man. you know what i'm saying in providence st mel and it's like, you know, back then we was like guys, you know, all through school, we, you know, we was together, you know, we play a ball together, that whole thing. And as we grew up, though, like distance got between us, but like, I don't really feel like the relationship has changed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you hit me up, you know, telling me about your podcast, want to do this. And it's like, yeah, yeah gee, we, you know, 10 year homies, dog. Yeah, I you appreciate know. that too. And it's like whatever you link, you know what I'm saying? The unity thing in the black factor is like, regardless of the space or the separation, whatever you link is like, it never changed. Mm-hmm. Nothing ever changed. The love is always there. And for the most part, we always want our brothers to do good. Right. You know what I'm saying? I want to see you be the best version of yourself, yourself. man. Does that sound cliche to you nowadays, or is that really what we're doing with a lot of people? Man, I think it's just social media. Everything sounds cliche <laughs> now, right? Because you're looking for you that one line. So yeah, you know, everybody's looking for that one line caption, dog, that God's plan ass mm-hmm. statement and shit. But, uh, you know, like, live your best life. The most cliche statements are the truest ones, if you, you know what I'm saying? Inner, like, if you think about it. So, yeah, man, that, that's, that's what the unity thing is to me, man. Just... Uh, for real, for real, we really all like kind of look out for each other. Like we, like you know, we're all really a family. Like we gonna have our gripes, and I'm gonna talk some shit about the niggas in the hood that all like and the clucks and shit. Before yeah, really, like I said, you know, but that's still, but like that's the thing when I was when I'm talking about that. Not even is the, the unity is in the culture that we have. Yeah, the, the 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 spectrum has all these different people, and it can be sometimes different people at one person. 
which may seem scary in a way, oh, but it's yeah, like yeah. you really trying to find your way through life and you pick up different things, you know. But like you said, if it, if it is the hood niggas and, and the crackheads and all that stuff, guess what though? I bet you got a story or some kind of uh, adoration there for those people, you know. And the same way I look at it too is like the same way, I, these same crackheads have been in my hood my whole life. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And we laugh about it, you know what I'm saying? But like for real, you know what I'm saying? The same crackhead watched me grow up. They have the same kind of investment in me to do good as like my mom and my grandparents do. Like, yeah, their life is on a different path. Right. But you know, they made sure I got to the bus stop all right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like the same way now, you know, like I'll say what's up to them if I'm walking past them, you know, if I got some spare change, you know, shit like that. Or even just like in a in a family complex, like a little brother. It's like, I'm gonna beat up on my little brother all the time. Yeah. But ain't nobody outside of this house gonna do it just like police ain't finna come in this neighborhood and harass my club that's me you know what I'm saying like you know so it's like that but damn and this the thing is I think about we talk about being creatives you're photography and it's like visual Mm -hmm. visual Mm -hmm. uh, creation Um, when you think about like stuff like the movie Friday like it was a funny movie, but the way that you just explained that entire environment might have been the same way it was for Craig and that Friday universe and everything like that. It was. You ain't finna. It's this us, man. This is our hood. You know what I'm saying? Like, and this is this is how we are. And ain't nobody gonna tell us that we can't be this. Mm-hmm. Even as you saw the Friday series progress, when they moved out to Reggio Cucamonga, we still us. <laughs> <laughs> we still us. You know what I'm saying? And that's like. For the most part, what I love about black people, we gonna always be our, we gonna always be ourselves, man. Mm-hmm. Like even to the point where it might be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but we gonna, but we gonna always be ourselves, man. When we think about art, like with the photography and everything, mm-hmm. what are you capturing doing that? I know I've seen a few of your sports pieces. Uh, yeah, so I think when I originally started photography, uh, I think the main thing I really wanted to like be like my big brother mm-hmm. <laughs> in simple terms. Uh, my brother was doing photography, him and his best friend from high school, and I wanted to hang around him a lot. You know, yeah. I was in college, you know, so when we was coming home, it was a chance for me to hang with him um, and get into, like, some of the dopest parties for free. <laughs> you know, we, <laughs> we, you know, we had Shrine every weekend and, and you know, uh, all downtown and River North, you know, shooting some of the most exclusive black events that the city had to offer. Um <laughs> And, like, at the time, I'm just in here hanging out. I'm the cool guy. I, I called myself the manager early on, <laughs> making sure we got paid. But then, uh, as I was there, you know, bro was like, hey, you know, take some pictures. And I think from that, my initial thing was, let me have some fun with it. You mm-hmm. know, let me meet some people. Let me uh, kind of get my name out there. I was I wanted to be a journalist, so I'm like, this is a way oh, that cool. I can just kind of, like, network. Uh, and over time, man, I think now it kind of developed into just, like, wanting to show uh, just the beauty in, in us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I told one of my students the other day who I, uh, I'm kind of mentoring in photography, and I told him, he was just like, you know, I'm still trying to figure out what to shoot. I never know what to shoot. I say, man, you know, shoot your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I'm like, because anybody could be a photographer, it's all about your eye. I'm like, you know, so find a way to find beauty in your neighborhood. Right. Like, I know you think, it, you know, a lot of people come to our hoods and think it looks bad. I'm like, but, you know, there's there's history in them abandoned, in them abandoned yeah, buildings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's, uh, there's stories and there's beauty in these vacant lots. Mm-hmm. So, you know, find a way to find a way to make it happen. And, uh, and I think that's kind of like my goal now is, you know, to make our neighborhoods look as beautiful as some of these 
these stock photos we see on right. Google of, of, of neighborhoods. And we never see those environments and those. We never, in, in some cases, um, I remember, like, you know, Tiffany, you just said y'all was at her crib. I saw, like, she had a, they bought a picture frame. I knew the shit was, like, still with stock photos. Yeah, like, yeah, and the, yeah. Funny, the, the joke was, when I walked up to her, it was like, man, who's all these white people? Oh, y'all pictures. <laughs> <laughs> these y'all people? <laughs> but, like, that would be great. That's a, you gave that, individual a fucking man like that's a great idea to do why, that's, I mean that's, why not and we never see those so why not be the person that brings that to life why not be the person that brings the fact black family as yep. a fucking yep. stock photo and like, well, it's just, just black period you know what I'm saying like black neighborhoods we got a lot of land here that mm-hmm. doesn't you know that gets bought up but it doesn't get advertised right. you know what I'm saying so, or developed you know, or developed you know what I'm saying so it's just like yeah it's just just follow the beauty of black everything, you know, black stock photos, you know what I'm saying, our black neighborhoods, black businesses, mm-hmm. like, just, man, represent us. But when you talk about advise, advising and giving a young photographer advice like that, how did you find that? How did you, how did you find that eye that you talked about? Um, man, I'm still finding it. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the cool thing about being a creative in a way. It's like, your work is never really done. No. Nah. You, you always do yeah. it. <laughs> You can yeah. go and change something. You you develop a new skill or something. Yeah, like that. and I and I think that's how I gravitated towards like being an artist. It's just that like there is no box to put yourself in. Mm. You know, if you if you kind of look at any other professions, there's kind of like a cap on how high you can go. You right. know, like you can be the editor of a magazine. You can be the uh, the creative director for a company. Um, if you gotta kind of go for business, but like when it comes to artists, like yo, like if I ever feel like I'm mentally blocked in photography, mm-hmm. I might go do some video stuff. You know, if I feel like I can't really do that, I'll go write, right. or I'll just you know just you know I might try to draw something. It's just like there's so many different avenues with being an artist. Um, or even if I feel like I can't create, period, I might just go learn and go read Damn. about being a, you know, or get being a influenced by something like. Yeah. I did one episode with the new artist, Metro Black. Okay. And his um, manager or engineer, he did everything. Like, Tanya is cool. And he was fucking amazing, actually. He worked with Beyonce and shit like oh, that. Oh, shit. Okay. You know, he's made his way. But um, he was saying how he takes them on field trips. He'd take them on a field trip to go see somebody perform live or mm-hmm. go to a new concert or art exhibit and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like I never thought or even now shit you got it on right now, Netflix, how that can be something that influences your photography or your art. Yeah, man, so and I think that's the best part about it now at this point is just like finding influence and inspiration in everything. Mm-hmm. And when I say everything, everything, man. Like I can watch, you know, the latest episode of Atlanta and you know, I'll be watching this and like while I'm paying attention to the to the storyline, I'm also like, yo, that shot was dope. Like mm-hmm. that angle was cold. Or, you know, how they developed this set was decent. You know, so it all, like all the time your mind is working and you're just trying to develop inspiration from everything. Uh, like I was saying, when I even have creative block, I'll go to some of my favorite artists, IG, favorite wow. photographers, you know, website, and just kind of see different concepts that they play around with. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I'll be like, oh, okay, you know, how can I maybe do something similar and put my own little twist on it? Because that's all everything is really? now, right? Ain't nothing really new for real. <laughs> you know, you just finding a way to like take something. the you, same idea. Yeah. Take you know, you, you finding some shit that's been done already and trying to flip it. 
You know what I'm saying? Trying to hustle it, trying to make it yours. Mm -hmm. And that's the same way with, you know, with photography and with teaching. It's like, I ain't teaching nothing new. All my mm -hmm. lesson plans have pretty much been created. You know, they've been teaching the same stuff at school for years. So it's like, how can I make this a little bit more interactive for the new school? Right. You know what I'm saying? How can I make this lesson? Like, I remember how I learned it. How can I maybe flip it a little bit? What didn't I like about it when I mm -hmm. learned it? You know what I'm saying? That's a good take on it, too. I, I never... So, what are you teaching with the kids? Just photography or... Uh, so, I, so, I mentor a couple students in photography, but uh, my actual job is a program coordinator for uh, a sports media program. Okay. Uh, program is called Hoops High, and it's like... I call it the high school version of ESPN. We film high school basketball games. They do everything from the camera work to... Uh, broadcasting and announcing to like reporting and interviews, stat taking. Um, so I teach that uh, all year long. We host a tournament over the summer and I have about 30 kids throughout the year that I teach how to do film and stuff like that. And uh, from that, I got a couple of students that found out I was a photographer and they got interested. And so um, I mentor a couple of them and just, you know, kind of give them a little ropes, but kind of still let them be themselves. Um, I'll take them on shoots with me and just be like, you know, this is kind of how I set up lights and these are some of the settings that I shoot with. I'll even like so much as be like, hey, you know, huh, you know, I've gotten some shots. You're here with this shoot with right. me. Might as well shoot some too. So you, you get like on the job experience. On the job experience, you know what I'm saying? I'm here shooting with a fashion designer and they like, you know, they thinking they just kind of my assistant hanging out. Next thing I know, I pass them a camera. Wow. And, you know, and then at the end of the day, I tell them, I'm like, man, you know, so I'm going to go through the photos and when I edit them, like. I don't really know which ones are yours because they all mixed in. I say, so, you know, I'm going to edit them and I'm like, well, we get paid, I'm going to give you your cut because wow. now you are a photographer that took some photos and they're in a bundle of photos that's going to get sent to you know, to a client. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. What is that experience like when they when they see you actually use? <laughs> how does that make you feel? <laughs> man, so seeing their excitement, man, is amazing. Um, like dog, like like their faces light up. They feel so they feel so important and so like empowered. Mm. You know what I mean? And for me that's like, yo, that's what it's all about. That's that's what I'm here for. That feeling. Yeah, you know, to kind of see them take a genuine interest in something and, like, see it pay off, you know, because I think that's a lot of the reason that a lot of people, especially youth, like, leave professions early, you know. When you were a kid, you liked... You probably wanted to be a doctor. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, a lawyer. We usually find our way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then it's like, oh, you find out how long you got to go to school. It's like, oh, fuck that. I ain't finna go to school for 20 years. <laughs> you know, you find something that's a little bit more, you know. But mainly it's because you want to see it pay off. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, you know, developing patience is a, something you got to practice it. And for a high schooler, it's like, you know, if, if this is something that I think you like, it's important to kind of give them some immediate gratification right then and there. Mm -hmm. You know, to kind of de cultivate that interest, develop it and make them like, yo, no, nah, if you like this, stick with it because right. it can pay off, right. you know, and at the same time, still try to teach them patience like it's going to take a minute. But huh, just you keep know. telling them. And that's that's something, too, that I've been seeing come up in conversation, like just me as a former athlete being like, OK, you can play ball right now. Really, yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. You can probably do that at the next level or however long but it's like you need to also know that this might not work out mm -hmm. and not the one of the most important things is not that it won't work out it's how you handle that situation mm -hmm. so we, when you're giving them that gratification when they're actually seeing their pictures being sent to clients and stuff like that what happens when they don't get that you know what happens when you might not use a piece of their work and 
And how do you change that experience for them? Um, so that's a little bit more difficult, man. Because like I said, a lot of these youth now, they really want that, like, instant gratification. They want, like, they want to feel like they are good enough right away. Mm. Um, and so, you know, a lot of times it's a great teachable moment. And I'll usually just be like, you know, like... Like, hey, so, you know, we decided not to use any of your photos, but, you know, let's go through them and let me maybe show you how to edit them to maybe look a little better or let me give you a few tips on why this photo wasn't selected. Wow. You know, so it's still a like, all right, you know, this is a really good photo, but maybe had you not used your flash and maybe used more, artif- you know, more uh, natural light, this shadow wouldn't be here, mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, things like that. So you still try to, like, teach it to them um, in a way that they understand it and that they notice uh, how they can continue to get better. Um, Because I think a lot of things that I'm seeing now with youth is that they already think they're good enough in every aspect, you know. For, well, you got to have that confidence to even start in some cases. Yeah, I mean, we, so we both were athletes. And, you know, yeah, when I was playing ball, you couldn't tell me I wasn't good. <laughs> like, you know, like, I mean, you know, I'm talking shit to whoever think that they could beat me. But, I mean, realistically, I knew that there was niggas out there that was better than me that I needed to work. Right. You know, and I think that's what's missing with a lot of youth that I work with is that they honestly and truly believe that everything they do is the best it could possibly be. You know, I'm not going to reread this paper because I wrote it once and it's great. So I'm going to turn it in. And then, you know, then you're shocked when you get the B plus instead of the A because you didn't even, you didn't reread it. Um, So, you know, it's a little, it's like a bike, man. You learn how to ride it and you kind of like, you learn how to keep it balanced and, and, you know, you might fall off a couple times and, you know, but you get back up and you learn what you did to kind of like make yourself fall off. Maybe I was leaning a little bit to the left. Right, so right. now I got to keep it a little straighter. You know what I'm saying? But you, 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 we talked about that experience for the students and the kids you're teaching and things. How was that for you? You know, I know you were in the moment, just having yeah. a good time, you know, when you're coming up, trying to figure out exactly your eye, like you said before, and then you have those pictures, like, man, I don't even know. You think you did the best work, and you're looking at some pictures, like, I don't even think this is good. So I was the opposite, bro. Like, I was the total opposite, man. Like, um, everything I did was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know it? What you no, like legit, like legit. You like for me, like you know. I mean, um, for me, I was always my worst critic. You can be real hard on yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like I was always, and I was from the time that, like, when I was younger and I was writing. Um, mm. Nothing I do, even to this day, is ever that good. To you, though. To me. <laughs> To me, um, but I love that because it ma- it make it keeps me it keeps me focused and keeps me determined to always get better. Because if I can impress myself, yeah, then yeah, I can impress somebody. Else. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that's the but it's also the most rewarding because when people are impressed and I'm not, they, <laughs> they make me see beauty and shit that I'm just like like nah, you know, look at like I didn't capture Chuddy right. Like you know, I could have did this better. And they was like, yo, this is my favorite photo. Right. That you've ever taken. <laughs> it's on my IG right now. Most likes, my man. Nigga. <laughs> you know, like that. That ass. One of my cousins sent me a picture uh, of her iPhone, her iWatch, and it's a her screensaver is one of my photos. Wow. And I'm just like, you know, it's a photo that I captured of like a lightning striking, and I want to say I got it on my phone, and it's just like whatever. You know, I never edited it. Like I want it. Like I, I think it's a good shot, but it's just like whatever. I never edited it. I think I took it on my phone. It was out of focus a little bit. All the reasons why. All I'm just like whatever you know. Somebody's using it. They see that picture every fucking day, and I'm just like wow. And then, but seeing that, it made me go back and look at it. with like, yo, like okay, you know, you're starting to see beauty in it. So it it, it warms you up. Um, I mean, 
I wonder what it would have been like had I thought I was good enough already. Mm. Uh, I probably wouldn't be half as good as I don't think I am. I think that's one of the things as all creators have that idea. You know, even when I do a set, like I did a set last week at like Riddles. It was a nice crowd. Like everybody is weak laughing and stuff. I'm like, oh man, like, this is pretty dope. But I got off the stage. I was like, it's got to be better. <laughs> got to be. It's all. It's but, got- Go ahead, go ahead. It, like it can always be better to me, but no, but the thing is, the you 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 so uh, you so in, in in golf with trying to make this one picture right, make this one ten minute set you do right, and and, and, and that might have been made better because you caught that lightning, or maybe when you caught the lightning strike, like a, a straight cat or a dog ran past, like some crazy, yeah, like some shit you can't even control. That- <laughs> Like I couldn't control the lady making an outburst in the crowd, and I just responded to what she said, and everybody just lost it. It's like, so had she not been there, it probably wouldn't even been that solid. So you know, there's so many things you can't control while you're trying to produce art. What and is that's it? the beauty of it, man. Like that's the fun part of it, right? You never know what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. You never know what's gonna happen. I mean, more cases for you, like you said in comedy. You know, like you had your whole set printed out. Next day, you know, you ain't saying nothing on your set because some crazy <laughs> shit that happened in the crowd. You know what I'm saying? And I think it could be the same way uh, for me as a photographer. It's definitely working with you. Mm-hmm. I never know what I'm going to get when these students walk in my classroom. That's true. Um, I mean, I've had everything from, like, students breaking down, crying just because, you know, they've lost siblings. They've just had a bad day, mm-hmm. bad grades. I've had students come in, like, overly excited because of straight A's. You know what I'm saying? I've had students that, you know, fight that's ready to fight. You know what I'm saying? They slamming doors and, you know, throwing shit. So um, it keeps you on your toes. That's real. You know what I'm saying? You always are alert. Um, I think in photography for me, like, the same, it keeps me alert. I'm always ready because, you know, if that lightning strikes, I got to be ready to capture it. You know what I'm saying? So just always being alert. Uh, what are some of your influences, man? Is it other photographers? I know we talked about just finding influences from other arts. You know, what what are those pieces? What 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 is that uh, concert you might go to or something like that? Um, so I'm a big hip hop fan. Uh, right now, Nipsey Hussle is like one of my biggest rap motivators. Right now, um, Cali rapper. Um, he just raps with a, like a lot of motivation, a lot of inspiration about how he kind of brought himself up, independent rapper. Um, so I listen to him a lot when I'm like editing and when I just kind of need some self motivation. Um, but I have a li- I have a long list of, of photographers that I like following. I'll check out. That's that's something that I wanted I wanted to know some names because it's, it's one thing to sit down and talk with people and just oh you know just the shit that's always around like you said Netflix already but um, yeah. you know who who are some of those people man so uh big big guy that I'm into is uh, Kevin Russell him over there big Chicago uh, photographer he actually went to St. Mel too really? <laughs> uh, yeah yeah, oh, yeah he's a St. Mel yeah yeah, yeah. hot so he, he's been doing this thing for a minute um, but I check him out a lot like I really kind of dig what he's done um, he's another guy that I kind of look at just for like motivation he kind of built his own studio decided that you know he wasn't going to work for anybody else and he's like been doing his thing and he's really made a national name for himself mm-hmm. going around so um I look at him a lot for inspiration. I, I got a guy named Irv uh, who's been shooting for about five or six years, also from Chicago, that, that I look at a lot. Sean Andrew here in Chicago. Um, uh, man, there's a chick, Enough Said. She's from Florida. She's like an actual painting artist. I follow her on Twitter, and she's really dope. Um, 
man, I'm drawing a blank, but there are so many. I mean, like I said, I just, I've never, like, specifically heard people be like, this person, this person, that person. But um, as a photographer, and that's the cool thing about doing the show, just sitting down with creative and just interesting people overall. You know, you get you get exposed to so many different types of artists and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but Speaking what, of that, what are some of the, like, what are some of the, like, most, I don't want to say, like, wild but like like what kind of artists have you talking to that you just was like yo I would have never thought that I'd know somebody into that art form uh, dude it's just it's a little bit of everything so like yeah. I enjoy I've always wanted to try and be this you know working with Gallery 37 for a while it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you'd be like this creative person and you're in this environment where it's like no all I, all I do is hoop all I do <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Know. the same thing every day right uh, but shit just Y'all, literally everybody that I've really sat down and talked to yeah. is somebody I'd be like, I admire this person or I admire their courage to go and do some things That's and stuff like that. Or even, I think it's more so about just being, I don't know if it's self-aware, but always being able to try and build a connection with people and not so that it's always on good terms, but like you have a great experience with me in life. Yeah, yeah, right. Because, man, that bridge, you never want to burn bridges, dog. <laughs> but it's it, not even a part, like the bridges or anything. I think of bridges as something where it's reciprocal. Yeah. The idea is that you get to go this way across this bridge so that I can get to the other. You know, it's, everybody's For going sure. in different directions and yeah. everybody's sharing and using it. But just literally every person I really sat down and talked to, somebody I sat back and I'm like, it might seem goofy or because I am an outgoing and loud dude and I'm yeah. talking, you know. But I sit back and I watch people and, and, I, and I say, okay, this person is this indiv- individual A is different, individual B is different, individual C is different, right? But I always take in consideration the, 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 the connection between all those different right. people. Right, okay, okay. And how we all interact with each other. And how we do have those bad things and stuff like that that happen between us and everything. Literally, everybody I've really talked to is just something I, I never thought I'd meet somebody that, that came up with me. It was like, man, I'm gonna be a photographer. And, and here I'm doing the show, and I have two. And, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. Uh, or we just play ball. It's like just finding that one person, not just mm-hmm. not just the the artist or whatever. It's just like I know you from regular everyday life. This is what you do. That's dope. Yeah. Um, so you and like. The episode that came out this past week, which would be this will be next week, so Kendro, okay. Kendra, yeah, yeah. she's doing something where it's like everything's live art. It's pictures of her with her drawing on herself, or you oh, know, wow. channeling like Josephine Baker and pictures and shit like that. Or KJ Whitehead, he's a trans polyamorous, you know, identifying person. It's just like to be like I'm black yeah, <laughs> I'm right, gonna yeah, do that. that and I'm gonna go and go on stage but do that but we talk about bigger people I've always been a Kanye stan which we'll get to later on um, just I admire his Kanye. you know his audacity to think so highly of himself <laughs> like some people see it as a bad thing but like you just said having that confidence to think that everything I do this is the dopest shit I've ever yeah. done but at the same time like Kanye's <laughs> always been you know in your face getting better and yeah, better yeah like but I mean but Kanye deserves everything you know what I'm saying like yeah like the t- talk your shit Kanye <laughs> like yeah I can do that like right, I'm gonna let y'all finish right, bro. Kanye you, talk your you shit know, like that man and even like Chris Rock yeah. There's another big guy, a legend icon, um, as an artist or a comic, it's just like he holds on to that I'm a regular dude yeah. so much. That's that's to be admired. 
Um, I mean, yeah, like I said, literally everybody, uh, Metro Black, you know, Tony's a guy I met at the club. It's just like he would have the rapper style going and everything. It's like, oh, this nigga really raps. <laughs> like, like, that's that's cool as fuck to find those people. Even one of my biggest, like, artists that I look to is, like, my little sister. Not just because of what she does. Granted, it's women's clothing. Yeah. But the to be able to take a long-ass sheet of cloth and be like... I'm gonna make pants, man. Not man. only I'm gonna make pants, I'm gonna make the dopest fucking pants I can, <laughs> like out of this big ass cover, yeah. you know. Um, like I said, I just try to find inspiration from a little bit of everybody now. And how did that type of shit help you with like comedy though? Like with, with comedy, for me, it's more so channeling those feelings that I felt around that person, or just okay. a crazy moment that somebody had. One of the guys that I'm gonna have on is a kid that I met when I was like. Sixth grade, seven. Six, okay. Before I came to St. Mill. Okay. And I told him, I was like, dude, my funniest moment with you was like, we said some goofy ass joke to you, and you just looked at it. He was a little kid. He was like, nigga, what? Like, like <laughs> <laughs> the face that he showed. Right, like, right, right. Social know, media type. Right. No, but it was just that was yeah. life for that yeah. moment. You know, you hold on to these different moments and things like that, and that's what it is being on stage. Okay. Is being able to talk about the sad shit that somebody like. One joke is it's dark, but I talk about my little sister, and she's only nine years old. A couple of years ago, she comes into the living room. And she's like, "Man, we'd be at those parties. Those people be sleep. They be all everybody dressed up nice, crying and stuff. But those parties just be crazy. And then the people just be in the box sleep." And she was talking about her funeral <laughs> at those parties. <laughs> but like that's right, how right. that's how she, you know, she gathered information from that situation like we at a party and like why would she think it's a party break down that moment why would she think a funeral was a party my family's here we all together we cry a little bit we dress up real nice and then we might even go get something to eat with music in the background everybody's smiling definitely gonna be dancing and and singing before it's over so it's like just breaking down those little moments and it's like what can you find funny about that like the, situ- the situation you. was stupid, but that the way that she explained the funeral was fucking hilarious. Yeah, I mean, and it's exactly <laughs> how I would imagine a nine-year-old to, to imagine what a fucking funeral is. So shit a like party with people sleeping at. <laughs> and that's really what you're yeah. doing as a comic. And you, you, you take in bits and pieces of life, mm-hmm. and you, you, you write it down, you put it all the work, and you throw it out to the people, and they be like, nah, dog, that's not it. Or they be like, no, no, that's not it. Oh, shit, that's hilarious, you know. Keep that. Keep so, that right, like that. so shit like that, man, yeah. you know, that's that's one of the things that helps. And just, like I said, it's just not one specific artist. It's just, you're always taking in different, like, I'm sitting in a room with you. There's so many different things that's coming in. I'm looking at the picture, was that in, uh, was uh, Montgomery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fire hose or whatever. Yeah, Birmingham. Sprint, Sprint, yeah. Alabama, sorry. And they they spraying the people down, but I'm taking in the emotions. And then not only that, like that situation, like holy fuck, how would I feel if that was right? Happening? Like in 2018, <laughs> you not spraying no back with no fire hose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then you, you change that around. You think about what's around it. So you got Birmingham, Alabama. Then you got the courage. So it's it's taking a terrible situation right. and giving you an idea to have about the perception of that terrible situation. I mean, like. I know we might be high, but at the same time, like when you no, break I'm it following down, you. Know, yeah, I'm following you. Like, putting, trying to put the audience in the shoes and like 
and make it, you know, making it enjoyable for them out of a fucked up situation. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> so that's literally that's what you really be doing, man, when you go on stage, dude. Like, and it's crazy because like I feel like all artists kind of do that mm. just in their own Different way. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the person who took this picture. He, you know, he's he's trying to convey some type of emotion. He's trying to put you in this position and kind of understand it. Right. The same way a painter, you know, will paint a dark picture based on mm-hmm. their emotions or how they feel. You know what I'm saying? So it's even like like we're talking about that picture, and then you had like the the commemorative of Martin Luther King's passing. What two or three days? Two days yeah. ago, and. We were working on a bit together. I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm sorry, Bryce, but it's a comment. <laughs> and we talk about this shit where, you know, like Rosa Parks. Uh-huh. She sat on a bus, and the police was like, man, she got to go. Like, who was the white dude that told? Like, you, bitch ass. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, like, like think about white people. Think like, you messed it up for all of us. <laughs> why would you, why you even have to say something? Like, you knew she got off two blocks in front of you every day, and then you go fucking say something. You couldn't wait two blocks. Like, that's a fucked up way to think for somebody. Yeah. But, like, that shit is funny. Like, that's just Chappelle's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and when you talk about artists doing it, like, we, we cheapen it because, oh, it's just comedy, you know? What type of comedy is it? It's not really teaching us anything. Like, no, like, the race the race draft. That's a fucked up situation. The idea that we do identify that way, and that's just what it is, but if it's by skin color, whatever, your facial features. Yeah. Like, this is what people really be thinking if yeah. you bring that out. And, and yeah, and, I, and that's the reality of it, is that <laughs> you bring an awareness to this is what everybody was thinking. Mm-hmm. And I mean, <laughs> I put it in the, I made it acceptable for us. Right, because we gonna all laugh about it at the end of the day. But right. you know, this, this is how it really is. Right. So, yeah. That, so, shit like that, man. Like, that, that, as an artist, I think we, we miss that, um, idea of when we just say it's music it's music or stuff like that or it's just a picture like no that's a fucking iconic picture that yeah. somebody see. or you might take a picture like that or even I think the small victories help as an artist when you think about stuff um, the fact that if you may not be getting paid for that picture that your cousin has on their iPhone uh, that I watch, but that per- you're impacting that person's yep, life. Yep, Ever yep. do you ever think about that when it's coming to take pictures and shit like that? Yeah. Uh, different. So what I what I had to learn was that different things are mean different shit to different, different people. people. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think I kind of touched on it earlier, just with like. You know, I think all of my shit is trash. <laughs> but, you know, like, my mom will see some shit and she's madly in love with it. You know what I'm saying? Or um, or somebody in, you know, Florida will randomly right. see it on my IG. I have no idea how. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they'll DM me wanting to purchase it. You wow. know, like, things like that. Like, man, that shit like that is kind of what keeps me going. Um, I've had that happen more times than once where somebody that I've never met before and never interacted with other than social media hit me up randomly like, yo, something I wrote, a picture I took, touched them in a way that I could have I couldn't have ever dreamed of, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so that kind of like keeps you going just like, man, you know, while whatever the finished product of this next shoot may be, it might not mean nothing to me. Right. It might just get filed away in the archives and I'll never look See at it again. again, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, this client might walk away madly in love and, you know what I'm saying, and they, go blow, and they might blow it up and put it all over their office, their home, right. you know what I'm saying, whatever. Um, the first time I saw, like, some of my artwork on, like, a bridal receipt or you know like a bridal invite or like a baby shower invite it was like yo my shit's printed out you know like they would like 
You know, this is a keepsake. Somebody's yeah, going to have this forever. forever. You know, a magnet on their refrigerator or some shit, you know? So just uh, just try to remember that, like, yo, like, something I take, something I make is going is probably going to make somebody feel something, mm-hmm. whether it's good, bad, and even if it's just one person, that's enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it can resonate with one person, keep that's, doing it. You know what I'm true. saying? Like, you know, like, keep doing it. And I think that's a good uh, that's a good attitude to have when you're pursuing it. You know, being a creative or whatnot is the idea. You have to be okay with it. Just might be one person that's affected with this. Uh, it just it just might be one person that thinks it. Then you can have something like, man, uh, it's fifty people that really fuck with this picture. Like, it's, I think that's what we're getting into with when you talk about social media and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. how do you use that as a tool to, you know? Nah, so for real, for real, I hate social media. Like, <laughs> I, like I, lo- I like I have a love hate relationship. Dog. Like, you know, social media is great. Um, I mean, you know, I could definitely put you in that next level as far as, like, uh, entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and artistry. Uh, but, I mean, you know, it's exhausting, man. You know, like, it, it's exhausting feeling like, you know, I have to try to appeal to the masses. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, you want to be an artist. You want to be a creator. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, so, like, like you know, yeah, but most artists will tell you, you're not really doing it for the money. I, I want to be successful, but I'm creating the shit I want to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes with social media, it could get to a point where it's like, I'm making what I want to make, but I might only be showing what I feel like everybody's going to like. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm showing you the most basic shit in my portfolio because I want to get the likes and I want to get the business and I want to, you know, I want to solicit it like that. But, um, I mean, but it's a great tool, though, like legit. You know what I mean? Like I said, I've gotten most of my business through social media, word of mouth. So I love it. Um, but, dog, I mean, I feel like most artists will tell you, you know, it's it's exhausting. It's something that, you know, you use it because it's convenient. But at right. the same time, you know, when I don't need to be on it, it's it's like, you know, a folder <laughs> hidden somewhere, no notifications on, you know, that type of shit. Do you, um, do you feel like as an entrepreneur or whatever, you know, what was, what was the, like, that first time when you really was like... Oh man, like this is the first purchase someone has made for me, you know. What was that? Could you walk us through that, you know? So I got a couple, man. Um, so the the very first time I got booked for a shoot, um, I didn't think I didn't even think to think about it. Yeah, so the very first time, yeah, so the very first time somebody called me and was like, "Yo, we want you to shoot this event." It was just some little like black excellence party, but um, I made about two hundred dollars for like hour and a half, two hours worth of work. you know what I'm saying? And it was cool. Like, I was like, yo, you know, I'm in one of the hottest parties in the city. It's for free. I'm like 19, 20 years old. I'm drinking illegally. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Statue of Limitations, hopefully, and shit. Everybody <laughs> had a drink, at least. Yeah, I if hope you went so. to college and shit, right. you probably yeah, you know right. what I'm talking about. Shit, <laughs> be drinking earlier than that so I mean yeah I mean I hope everybody is cool with that uh, Lipson please don't take down the show because we, take we are not promoting underage drinking but live your life my nigga <laughs> <laughs> exactly so yeah you know I'm shooting this party and I'm just like yo you know like I'm having a good time um I'm in there just like networking with different people, you know what I'm saying? I, like Sean Mack might have been DJing. I think it was either Sean Mack or Protege, two of the city's hottest DJs, you know. So like I'm like, I'm thinking about it like, yo, I got I got them in my portfolio now. There's a couple models in there that you know I passed my business card to. So it was just a great opportunity uh for networking. And then at the end of the night, I'm like, yo, I made two hundred dollars to just go have fun right. and take a few pictures. You know, like 
I'm fucking with it. <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm fucking with it. And at this point, it's just I don't know what the hell I'm it's doing. I'm like I'm like fully out. auto shooting. I'm shooting with my brother's camera. You know what I'm saying? My nigga dropped me off at the shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The whole I'm just trying to be in attendance. I'm just right in now. the I'm just in the function. You know what I'm saying? I'm just in the function. You know what a look alike. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, so that first time it was just like, yo, I'm with this. Like you know, and I told my brother after that, I said, any events that you don't want to do, me- nigga, let me know. I got you. Uh, the next time was, I guess, when I first got booked for like a one-on-one client shoot. Oh, um, you know, studio, backdrop, for now, you know, on location. And um, and that was just like, yo, somebody not only loves your pictures enough to pay you to do them, but they fucking with your artistic vision that, you know, that they want to have a one-on-one shoot with you to where you pose them. Mm-hmm. You might help them pick out outfits. You know, they like... They just want you to make them beautiful. Right. I, I remember one of the first, the most paying gig I've had so far is like 150 bucks, 200. And it was a birthday celebration. Right. For, uh, it, it was just cool. It was like my mom first brother, like, let my son come and do his little comedy thing. And, but the fact that somebody invited you in their life to yeah, come, yeah, just yeah. make me laugh a little bit and, you know, make me have a good time. You know, that, that, has to seem like the same thing that you're saying right there. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, but like, think, but remember the emotions that you go through. Yeah. You nervous as fuck. You know, like I know I'm gonna kill it. <laughs> like you know, I know I'm gonna kill it. But at the same time, motherfucker shaking this shit, hands is sweating, and you just like, yo, like, yo, it, what if I fuck up? It's that anxiety. Like <laughs> yeah. you have that idea that shit could go wrong, but it's like half of this shit probably will never happen. Half of this shit, half of the people that you gonna be sitting up here trying to make laugh. Can't do what you <laughs> or not that they can't. They just don't want to do it. Like right. I don't want to be in front of all these people or, or this part, or the idea that you going to a one on one shoot. It's like, all right, I'm taking pictures for this individual. I hope she like what I take. I hope you know you 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 can because you can do all that and then be like, I don't want to use none of these pictures. Like <laughs> I've been there before, dog, and I've been there before. Like you know, like I don't want to use none of this shit. But uh, but again, that's where you know. The client might be looking over your shoulder, and I'm just kind of scrolling through. I'm like, eh, eh, eh. And she's like, wait, go back. I love that. that. I, I like that. Ooh, that one too. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, well, shit, what do you like about it? You know what I'm saying? It's like, but um, but that anxiousness and that nervousness, I take it back to like when we was playing ball. It's like, if I don't feel like that, I shouldn't do this shoot. You know what I'm saying? That means that I'm so detached from the work that I'm supposed that to be, be doing, doing that I, you know, that I don't feel anything. You know what I'm saying? The same way if I'm like dating a chick. If I, mm. you know what I'm saying? If I don't feel that connection. Something, you know what I'm saying? Like if I'm okay with being away from you and not talking to you for months at a time, I probably don't need to be fucking with you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just like if I know I got to shoot a wedding tomorrow and the night before I'm not up until one, two in the morning trying to like research different stuff on how I can be better at it or when I'm waking up, I'm not waking up extra early. You know what I'm saying? And like wondering if, you know, making sure my battery's charged and I'm not tripling right. four times checking everything, then this is a job I probably shouldn't do. You don't want to prepare for that or you don't want to go I'm not prepared and that's the thing. Like, I'm not preparing at all. At least when you're anxious and nervous, you're going to like, you, you, you triple and double checking everything to make sure that all of your ducks is in a row so that you can do a good job. And if it don't go well, it's like, well, shit, you know, you, you just maybe need to alter one or two things and that's different from just not being prepared at all. And it was the same way with playing sports. It's like, shit, if I'm about to go play a game and I don't feel a little bit of nervousness, either, <laughs> these, niggas is, either these niggas is, is weak as fuck, and I don't, right, or, <laughs> or, or look, we're going to take this L and let's go practice. 
what I'm saying? But if but now something I'm saying is like, yo, if I don't if I don't feel anything, it's cause whoever we finna play ain't no competition and I don't even really wanna play this game. <laughs> like play the I rest of them niggas. Yeah, like so we talking about anxiety, like stress and all that stuff, preparing for like how is the social climate, you know, influence you nowadays? Man, Joe, not uh, even not even talking about just being political, like we just talked we started off with the whole concept of changing the idea of blackness or the, the term black excellence is is coming out a lot and people are reusing it and putting that and empowering everybody, you know. Outside in the world, how is that influencing you and what you do with your art? Um Everything is influencing me. Uh, like, I kind of believe that with, I don't want to get too political, like you said, but just like with the social climate, with the race, quote unquote, wars and debating and uh, and with the youth using their voice and things like that, it's just like, it's impossible to not see it. Mm. With the, you know, with the police brutality, it's impossible to not see it. And it's impossible to kind of not be affected by, by with everything that you're seeing on social media. So, um, so when it comes to art, I, I I say that I'm not as influenced when it comes to art to where it's like, I don't grab my camera and go to protest and try to capture that. I'm, you know, um, while there are some photographers that do, and I think those photos are dope, if I'm going to this protest, I'm here to protest. Right. This camera ain't. Business. That ain't this. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's, yeah that's just not this. Um, but with social climate it does help me like create ideas for shoots that I want to do like with the race stuff that's going on and with what I think that we're on the brink of possibly another civil rights movement that kind of never ended but it's about to jump back up like it was in the 60s um it kind of made me want to recreate a civil rights photo shoot. Mm. Think back with me, you know, to you know Malcolm X's famous iconic mm. rifle photo. You know, recreating that in 2018 times. Maybe that's you know a dreadhead, you know, <laughs> holding a Draco yeah. rather than you know rather than a rifle. But it's like you know, different ideas are like how can I document or or put or ha- leave a lasting memory on, on the social issues and the climate that's happening now, but make it relatable to my generation, which is a, a 22-year-old dreadhead holding a Draco looking out the window, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, while the police is riding up and down his block. Like, that's that's what we see, you know what I'm saying? Or, uh, or, or a civil rights photo of, like, Rosa Parks, you know, on a bus, but instead of it being on a bus, maybe it's a Sandra Bland reenactment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Her. You know, just like this is the shit that we dealing with. Right. You know what I'm saying? And this is how we feeling. Yeah, it's a recreation, but this is my artistic it's, it's, expression, and this is the emotions that were mm-hmm. you know that are inflicted because of it. Um, so I'm inf- so I am influenced artistically, and I'm not influenced artistically. Right. You know, like I, I want to go. You can kind of try to block it out. Yeah, because in a way, I think that's a part of the. Um, detachment for me when I'm on stage is like we're you can be in a room where it's all black people you can be in a room where it's all white people and it's more satisfying and gratifying when you're in a room full of everybody yeah men women whatever black white blue green and we all laughing at the same shit we're all experiencing this same moment in time of different religions and all that so you know we talk about that stuff you know um do you think that is is that part of your satisfaction in being a photographer, or is yes. that part of your satisfaction? I don't know where you teach that and do the mentoring, but so I teach at uh, at Chicago Public School Collins Academy, uh, right on Roosevelt in Sacramento, mm-hmm. predominantly black school. Okay. Um, so with them, it's really satisfying having a predominantly black class, um, and I'm teaching them art. 
because right. that's something that's not always offered in you know True. in our neighborhoods, and it's not something that's always cultivated. So I love the fact that I can focus solely on teaching them art. Mm. Uh, but for me, as an artist, I think for me it's more satisfying when there's a room of everybody that is admiring my black art. That's And everybody in the room can can feel what this black art is expressing and they understand and understand it as much or as at possible. Least, or I think art is a matter of not just understanding but at least attempting to understand. And, attempting to yeah. have uh, opinion on something that may not even relate to you is really kind of being able to spark that dialogue. Right. Like, even if we see differences, maybe this art can spark an intellectual dialogue that doesn't turn into a, well, slavery was hundreds of years ago, and you don't <laughs> you know, know nobody that's right. a slave, so right. let it go. You know, that type of shit. But, um, yeah, for me, it's more gratifying when I when I see a room full of, of all genders, uh, creeds, races, just like, and they're all feeling something from my art. And they're all having a dialogue about that art because it lets me know that art, which is music, you know, photography, comedy, it transcends all that other bullshit. If it's funny, it's funny. You know, what I'm saying? you know, like a white person, they gonna not think this shit funny just because they white. If the fucking joke is, if it's funny, it's funny. If the if the art is dope, it's dope. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And art is one of the only things that's like that. Right. That you know that like. God damn it, if it's good, it's good. And it should be like that with everything, but it's not. You know? I mean, that's life. And then you come to grips with that at a point. And I think that's what that that's what attributes to the courage or the bravery to be like, all right, I'm going to put this piece of art out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got you to gotta have that idea. Once you get to that point, like, uh, everybody not going to like it. And you say, everybody might like it. They might, you never know. Everybody might think this shit is funny. So you might as well do it. You might as well say it, you know. Do you think that that encourages you to be able to go out there and do that's it? That's the everyday thing with artists. You know that. Like I mean, like think, like think about it when you made the decision to pursue comedy. Right. It's a you know it's that back and forth. You know, like well I could. I, you know I think I'm funny, and every all my <laughs> friends think I'm funny. You know, and it's like I think I take dope photos. My right. everybody thinks I take dope photos, but it's like they my friends. They supposed to tell me that. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, so it's go- every day it's that back and forth, you know what I'm saying, on whether I should have pursued it to begin with, whether I should continue pursuing it, and whether my shit is even really that good. Right. Um, but again, I think that's what keeps the good and real artists cool. better. You know what I'm saying? Like, keep getting better, because, you know, if you, what if they do like it? Right. Let me put it out there, and let's see. And if they don't, what? how can I make it, how can I make something that they will like? You right. know what I mean? So... So yeah, it's always like it's gonna always be that, and it, like Drake said, the moment I stop having fun with it, I'll be, right. I'll be done that's with it. Right. I mean, yeah, if yeah. everybody treats you shit like that, <laughs> like you probably have a pretty decent. I'm not a life expert. I'm just saying, if you like doing stuff that you like doing, you do it more. But uh, when we also even. I lost. I thought I was gonna have talking about that. But uh, <laughs> like, like the cliche that oh man, art is everything. And it's like, no, it's not. It's like, yeah, it is. So mm-hmm. your house, I come into your house and you look at the furniture and everything. Somebody has to go, oh, I really like how this looks here. <laughs> or when you get dressed mm-hmm. to go outside, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to wear this with this and that and that, you know, that's art. You, you make Even it. just how the motherfucker stands up. Like somebody <laughs> had to be like, yo, that's a nice structure of a house. Use that one, right. you know, draw it up as, a, as an architect and be like, yo, that's the one we're going to go with that looks the best. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, like I mean, like, and that's that's cool too, because like you said, art is everything. I look at trees and like, and the way certain branches bend, it's like, right. yo, that's dope. <clears throat> the way certain animals are, it's dope. 
But the reason why I brought that up is is that is that part of your teaching tool to get the predominantly black kids to really say, oh man, I can really do this. Aside from the ones that have the confidence already out the gate, like you're saying, it's just how is it conveying that message that, hey man, you may be from here, you may be black, but you can do this. You can be an artist. Man, so my big teacher thing is that Joe, like I grew up over here. <laughs> yeah, like I teach in the neighborhood I grew up in. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like I'm 10 minutes from work, man. I've walked to, I've walked home from it. So I tell him like, man, you know, I've done everything that y'all want to do. Mm-hmm. I'll play ball on every level that you want to play on. Um, and I'm like, you know, and I've also done art on every, you know, everywhere. So I'm like, you know, whatever you think you can do, yeah. I can tell it's yeah. realistically it's possible. possible. You can do it. You know what I'm saying? Like you can go, you know, travel experience stuff, mm. you know, like you can do whatever you really is want to do. And it's going to always be here. Like I did it and I came back and I'm still here. Like wow. it's possible. Yeah. Um, how was that reception though? Coming back to go back to that? Though? Um, I mean, so, you know, you got some that's like, you know, that shock, like, wow, for real, you did that, you did this. Mm. Um, and it kind of like reinforces a belief that they had. But you also got the other ones, too, that just don't really see the value in themselves or in their neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Which is unfortunate. Um, so in those situations, you just kind of try to keep pushing up. Like, like for me, it's like I try to just be like, yo, like whatever you want to do, do it. But don't feel like you have to conform to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's this. You know, maybe it's what I'm trying to teach you artist- artistically. Maybe it's not. Maybe you want to be more business oriented. Right. Do that. But I'm like, you know, but always be yourself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, even while you're in my program, it's like I have my announcers. They think that they have to, when they call a game, they have to try to sound like Reggie Miller. Right. And, you know, Dude, just talk. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm like, you know, this is for y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, this is for y'all. I'm like, so imagine that it ain't nothing but high schoolers listening to y'all, watching y'all show. And they want to hear y'all talk like they do. Like, talk how you normally do. Watch your mouth, of course. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, like, talk how you normally would. Just call the game. Like, tell me what's happening in the game. But just say, hey, Shorty just missed a duck. <laughs> <laughs> Shorty smoked it. You could, like, you know, like, put your own little twist on it because this, you know, still be you. Right. And that opens them up to, like, a world of possibilities because they, they love the fact that they can be themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, yo, I can talk how I want to talk. I don't have to try to put on my sorry to bother yeah. you voice. You know what I'm saying? They just go with it. <laughs> sorry to bother. I think that's going to be a great movie. I'm excited. I, uh, you know, just because it, it's, when we're talking about art, so what we're talking about is the movie Lakeith Stanfield is in. And from the preview, it was like he just does a white voice. or <laughs> Like, uh, uh, what's the dude's name? Uh, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy Glover, yeah, 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 yeah. lethal weapon, right? And they got these white voices, but like it's you really have to do that sometimes to go into corporate America and, and and make it, and you have to change how you talk. You have to sound more appealing to those people, but uh, yeah. So anyway, just look out for that. It's not hard about you, but. The next thing I wanted to ask you, go wrap up a little bit, is Take your time, man. what are We're three things? We chilling. <laughs> three things you would tell a young creative starting out? Because I, well, actually, what are the three most important things that you teach the students that you work with? Because basically, that's what you do. Uh, preparation, like prep and planning, is always number one. Um, always make sure you're prepared and that you, you know you plan out whatever it is that you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Whether you're filming something, shoot. Have an idea in your head of what you're trying to do. Uh, write out different ideas that you want to make sure that you do uh, on that shoot so that you're always prepared or whatever it is. Um, next, I would say is uh, try it. Like, you know, just try everything. You know, like once you're there, don't ever 
think anything is off limits. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like any idea that you have in the moment while you're at a shoot or filming anything, try it. The worst that can happen if you don't like it and you scrap it after. Right. But if you don't, you'll never you'll never even have that footage to like play around with. So um so definitely plan, definitely try whatever it is that you think you might want to try while you're there. Um and never stop editing. Mm. Um I mean, you know, it's important to it's important to always to edit thoroughly and edit like long term. Like I got pieces from years ago that I'll pull up sure. and still, you know, and still edit that I've sent to clients four or five times over. Just like, hey, I re-edited this and I think it looked better than the last mm-hmm. two. I said you take this one. Um, but at the same time, be careful because it's important to step away from your work and see it with fresh eyes. You know, there's a lot of times, you know, like I'll do a shoot and I'll come home after that shoot and I won't look at any of those photos for two days, right. you know, a day or two, depending on the like, you know, the time frame I got to work with. But, I, you know, won't look at these photos for a minute. And then even then I'll look at them, edit a few then, you know, maybe a couple hours and then I'll step away again and, you know, and recenter myself. Some stuff you you might get burnt out staring at the computer screen and be just be ready to finish that shit. <laughs> Then two days later, you look at it like, damn, how did I miss this? You know, like, how did I miss that? Or how did I not forget to do this? And it's like, you was burnt out, you know? So just always uh, being careful, but being mindful enough to know that your work is never done as an editor and as an artist. So um, so plan, uh, try whatever it is that you want to try, and, you know, work hard and never and know that your work is never done. And the last two things. So, I have a spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know, I talked about mm-hmm. the big spectrum. And within that spectrum is your... With the spectrum within the spectrum is the Kanye confidence level. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> that ranges from college dropout to life of Pablo. Okay. Okay, life of Where Pablo is my... Is my that's what I'm a Kardashian, right? <laughs> life of Pablo is what I'm like, Kardashian confident. <laughs> College dropout as well. I'm like, Mr. Rady, I'm going to play my high school sweetheart, so I'm still kind of lame. But I know that I'm coming up. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm trying, to, okay. <laughs> trying to get so, the mental right. And it, 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 all the albums. Okay. Listed by the albums. So, College Dropout, Lady Registration, Graduation. Where are you at on that spectrum right now as far as your uh, confidence level? So. With your art. I think. This is a tough question. For me, I would say that I'm kind of like uh, my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy Kanye confident. Oh wow! And that and that <laughs> might be a and, 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 but but that, I haven't heard that one though. I haven't. But we move it up though, so y'all can tell I'm getting out that people listen to the show. They fucking with it. <laughs> <laughs> so they like, Man, I gotta get on this, right? Yeah, so, like, uh, so, so, so I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna say my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy, but mm. not quite there yet. And I say that because I think that was Kanye's like most creative album and most like out there shit that you know then yo what the fuck (laughs) but it was dope some would say it was Jesus though some would say it was Jesus Jesus yeah but I think Jesus was Kanye's most like uh, outlandish album (laughs) just like you know Kanye like whatever like I said whatever the fuck you wanna do do it and that was Kanye's Jesus (laughs) and that was Kanye's for me I think my beautiful dark twisted fantasy was Kanye's like experimenting. Mm-hmm. It was like his creative experimentation, like yo, like let me play around with this sound and this sound yeah. and these lyrics, and you know that's how he got that short film concept. I think so. I think I'm like tiptoeing on that line to where like I'm confident enough to where I know that I can create some ill shit, but it's like 
how much do I want to push the envelope? Just and yet? I was just about to say, like, that's that's a bit right there. Just like, can't even on that album. was like, all right, let me see how push I can, I, how yeah, far I can push. Yeah, what, what niggas fucking with? Like, before they tell me, like, yo, chill. <laughs> <laughs> But niggas never tell, niggas never tell Ye that, so he just keeps. What the fuck are you doing, man? Nigga, what did you do? Kanye just keeps. Kanye keeps moving the end zone, G. Like it's, it's not. You thought it was twenty yards back, my nigga. You gotta steal a whole nother hundred. But the last thing I asked all guests is. I stole this from Arian Foster. I had to sit on every episode. It's like a cool disclaimer. It's just like, yeah, I took this from somebody else. They do it, but. <laughs> Shout so, out to him. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like sight. It's a work sighting. I got to put that out. My bibliography is like, this one came from Larry Foster. But St. Bell taught you well. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Adams is not going. <laughs> Ms. Van Gilder. Yeah, I remember, I remember yeah. the papers. I know. So, um, please, I asked him to ask Mr. Kanye West to come on to the show, do an episode. We can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Just, you know. I just ask every guest to be like, hey, Kanye, would you come on to the podcast? Hey, hey, yo, yay. Check this out. <laughs> My nigga. <laughs> it's your boy, DJ. You know what I'm saying? Uh, West Side Crazy. <laughs> You know, we Chicagoans over here, man. You know my boy, you know my boy Jordan, he, you know, South Sider like you. You know what I'm saying? Might as well go ahead, come on, come on the podcast, get a man a few minutes of your time, Please, you know what I'm saying? Talk some shit with him, laugh. You know, we it's Chicago. We we blow like the Windy City. Come on the show, have a good time. Jordan, call me when he come on the show. <laughs> Everybody's saying this is gonna turn into like something that like uh Harold Washington like just moved I just, up I'm gonna come with the camera, Dude. I'm gonna just get the shot, I'm gonna be media for the day. <laughs> but not real, for real, okay. yeah, you know, you we know, put this event together, yeah, it's coming together, dog. <laughs> not, but for real though, Kanye, for real, you need to, you know, show some love to some Chicago man, you know, support Chicago artists the same way we support you. Man. You know what I'm saying, you know, just give back to us, man. We love you out here. Hey, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Oh no, nah, man, All thank right. you, dog, man, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that was fun, dog. <laughs>
could pick up some new gear, ladies. As soon as that weather breaks, you could be fresh out here. If you go to shopsmc.com, you can pick up some new stuff, heading into spring or anything you may be looking to pick up for a night out. You'll find a collection of jewelry, clothing, and self-esteem. If you use the code JAB, you get 15% off any order. If you use the code JAB2, you get $20 off orders over 100 bucks. Um, yeah, man. Keep showing love, man. And keep hating if you want to. You better get on the train now. Cause we about to take off. At least I hope so. I'm pretty confident, though. And that's all I got. So, thanks for listening. And remember, it's your world.